Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. What's up, guys? Welcome to the second episode, NBA episode of the podcast. Shelly, we're two episodes in. How are you feeling about the podcast? I'm loving it. I love talking everything NBA, so let's keep going. Cool. Well, one of our listener questions that came in was we had two that we couldn't really pick from. One, they want to know more about our basketball background. So I'm going to start with you. What's your basketball background and why do you love basketball? So my basketball background is I play uh, wheelchair basketball for Australia. I'm a one-time Paralympian, two-time not world champion. I've been to two world championships. Um, I had an accident just quickly. I had an accident about 13 years ago um, before my accident, never played basketball, didn't like basketball. I'm barely five foot. When I had an accident, I started watching basketball and I just saw wheelchair basketball and that was it. I've, I've fallen in love with the game and it's been able to take me overseas to Europe, travel all around the world, play professionally in Europe. So I could talk, I could talk basketball all day and why I love it. I think for me, it's the, the friendships you make and the people you meet everywhere and around the game, in the game, referees, everyone that's involved. I just think it's, it's a really good thing to bring people together. Yeah. You definitely have an awesome basketball story for sure. One that I'm sure (laughs) that the podcast will delve into in the one-on-ones. I guess the next listener question is who's your favorite Lakers player of all time? Well, I think for me, I've got to go with Kobe. Got to go with Kobe. Kobe Bean Bryant. I've, look, as I said, I've only been following basketball for, say, like the last 12 years. So I don't really know older basketball. So for me, my favorite Laker of all time is Kobe. You know, he's he had 25 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 4.7, averaged 4.7 assists. He's got the longest list of credentials. I, I, I can run through, you know, five-time NBA champ, two-times final MVP, one, uh, one MVP, 18 All-Stars, four-time All-Star MVP, dual gold medalist. Um, but what really gets me for Kobe as well is he grew up in Italy. So he grew up playing European basketball. Um, his dad baller when he retired uh, in America, went over to Europe and Kobe learned to play ball there, went over to the States in his summer summer um, to play over in the States. And what I think is really good about him is that he was able to bring that European side into his game in, in, in the, the NBA. But also he spoke fluent Italian and fluent fluent Spanish, which gave him that, um, I guess, that one up on a lot of opponents because he had quite a few um, European teammates across his career. So, you know, he'd be able to be on court and, like, start talking or, on the flip side, start trash talking in Italian or or, or Spanish or something like that. Um, So, for me, it's definitely got to be Kobe. And just going on Kobe, I think this person will not get mentioned. Um, He slightly gets overlooked. And that's Kobe's, after Shaq left, right-hand man, which is Pau Gasol. 
Yeah, the Gasol brothers are someone different in the NBA. Definitely, those two were just like him and Kobe, as you mentioned after Shaq left, were just a dynamic duo that were awesome to watch. Uh, I guess for me, my favorite player, go back to the first question, my basketball background, grew up playing basketball around the world for me. I uh, moved all over, as people know from the NFL podcast. I've lived in multiple different countries, and the best thing about that is that basketball is the same no matter where you go, right? Like everybody, you're going to meet someone that knows basketball. You're going to meet someone that understands the game. Uh, so for me, I was able to play 20 years in the States, in the UK, you know, in Hong Kong a little bit. So that was fun um, and have been a Knicks fan since I was like, yay big. So Knicks first ever jersey I got was a Knicks jersey. And I think I wore for like a week straight. So that's where the Knicks fan comes in. As far as my favorite Lakers player, we've talked about the area of basketball that we like. But for me, one of my favorite, and I think is overlooked a little bit, is Magic Johnson. I think he just kind of exemplifies what the Lakers mean as kind of that grunt kind of team especially in the late you know I think it was like early 80s or late 90s or whatever when he played um he was part of that dream team right that won the gold medal in what was it 92 and then a couple other times after that but he is just someone that was just dynamic to watch you know just the way he moved up and down the court and he was just a big man too and he could shoot the three ball it wasn't great but he could still shoot the three ball and I think we're reverting back to that now as those big fellas trying to shoot the three but he and Larry Bird watching them play kind of you know back then would have been awesome to see them live but yeah for me it's got to be Magic Johnson but yeah definitely with Kobe on that one because he's an he's an awesome player all right, well, that's a fan question. So now we're going to move into the huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And the Chicago Bulls have won their first ever NBA championship. As Kobe Bryant at the buzzer in overtime gets the win for Los Angeles. There it is. Redemption for Golden State. It's over. The Bucks have done it. Celebration has begun in Boston. Most important thing in life is how your career moves and touches and how it carries forward to the next generation. All right, on this episode of The Huddle, we get to talk about LA's favorite team, the Lakers. I mean, you can't really travel around the world without somebody knowing a little something about the Lakers, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or just anywhere you go, there's just someone wearing a hat, someone wearing a shirt. The, the, the franchise is just that known. You don't even have to know basketball, but you know the Lakers. 100%. And I think a lot of people just know just from the start, like the sheer amount of stars that just sit courtside, right? It, it's just yeah. crazy to get that number of celebrities there. But if we kind of take a deep dive into the Lakers, right, this is a team that's got a lot of history. As we mentioned, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, Marcus Gasol. Um, you know, you look at kind of the coaches that they've had over the years, uh, quite a few championships. So this is kind of a, a prestigious team to be a part of, right? There's so much history with the Lakers. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. Like, the, the franchise has won 17 titles. I mean – they're tied with their greatest rival, of course, Boston. But, you know, this this franchise has done so well. Um, where the Lakers are right now, I think that's something that needs to be spoken about, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to look at this Lakers team, especially coming off, you know, recent success in the NBA Finals. Um, you know, what, what was it, two years ago now, I think, when we look at that NBA 
game and you look at the likes of LeBron James, right? That was a huge sign for the Lakers to see him come into that, that, that league and that franchise, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, plus all the youngsters they have on that team on paper, this team is like phenomenal. So what do you think the issue right now is for the Lakers to have all these names and not be producing the wins that they should be? I mean, that's a really good question. Yeah, okay. We look at Davis. He's out at the moment. He's got a foot injury. Okay. You've, you've, you've just waved your, your other big guy, DeAndre Jordan. He's gone. Okay. Well, who else do we say? We've got Dwight Howard there. We were just chatting before. I don't have what's he averaging per game. 5.2 points, I think it is. 5. There you go. There yeah. You, yeah. You know, so, yeah, on paper it's really good, but but these players aren't performing. We can then dive into Russell Westbrook. You know, we we, we signed we, – the Lakers signed Russell Westbrook. Signed him on, what was it, $45 million? Yeah, we were talking about that. before earlier. More than, Le, more than LeBron. And you've got a guy that's – I'm sorry, but he's choking. He's choking. He's shooting a three-pointer at 11%. Since um, All-Star break, he's been shooting at 11%. You know, this is Russell Westbrook. You know you've got you, – you, you're supposed to count on this guy. You, you are. You've just If you've got this name on your roster, you're like, okay, yeah, you're a coach, you're counting on him. And you can't count on him. He's, he's just making he's, – he's got the most turnovers, the, the amount of turnovers he's making a game. It's just – I, I, I don't know what's happening with him. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of the fans getting involved now. It's obviously hurting him up here, but they've got to sort it out. And I think, you know, the, the Lakers are just, they've they've not signed anyone really. They've had a lot of 10-day contracts going on in December and January, and I mean a lot of 10-day contracts. But I don't know. What's the answer? Well, it's hard, I think, when you look at LeBron James, right? Everyone says that he's, like, he's the king, right? When they talk LeBron James, they talk the king. Look, like, I'm not the huge, I'm not the biggest fan of the guy, but he, I think he's a great basketball player. You know, he just passed Carmelo for second in all-time scoring list. So we got to give props to him for that one because that's a huge milestone for him. Um, but they have got to give him somebody, especially with Anthony Davis out. And I think LeBron, like LeBron's been putting up 50 points, like kind of regularly right now, you know, he's between that 30 to 50 range in the last couple of games since the all-star break. But I think we talked about this when we talked about the Knicks, like right now it's kind of LeBron James and Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook is not holding up his end of the bargain and LeBron James having to carry it. Like, if I was the Lakers right now, if I was that coach, staff, I'd be concerned because the last thing you need going into playoffs or making any playoff run is LeBron getting injured with the amount that he's actually doing on the court. Exactly, exactly. And as you just said, Bron's, some nights Bron's putting up 50 points. The Lakers are averaging 110.9 points, okay, 13th. Their opponents, they're letting in 113.7. They're 26. That's, you know... You're looking at that and you've got one player, your star player who just turned 37, putting up half those points some nights, exactly like you said. You're coming into and you're not even in, in, in playoffs. You're in playing at the moment and, and you've got to work this out before you get there. And you've also got to keep the king healthy. I think it goes to show like Anthony Davis is an absolute beast on, on the defensive side of the ball for the Lakers. So I think they really need to help him out there. My big thing with the Lakers, I think, is – 
they signed all these like older kind of players like Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. Like Dwight Howard hasn't done much since his Magic days. Melo hasn't done much since his Knicks days. Like these guys are getting old. They're kind of on the the back end, and the, and this is my issue. I think with the NBA right now is all these guys are signing one year, you know, five million contracts to get a ring and it's like an easy cheap band-aid fix to get a ring i'm like well you're not going to get a ring if you're not winning games because you're not even going to go through the champ into the finals so i think this is a big thing if i was the lakers i think they really need to utilize their younger stars a bit more um and trying to give them that experience and like when you've got lebron as a leader like sit sit westbrook he ain't he hasn't deserved his minutes sit dwight sit mellow have these younger guys come in and see what they can bring the team because at the end of the day when these guys all leave what are you gonna have as the lakers franchise right now and that's exactly it what does coach what does vogel do at the moment do you bring these young guys do you sit everyone you bring these young guys in and go okay here we go let's let's give you a go let's bleed you or do you just pray that your experienced, older players that are, as you said, desperate for a ring before they retire, you're going to keep them on the court? On, on, on the court? Good question. I think Vogel is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't because we all know that his job is going to be up for grabs, I'm sure, after this year. So it'd be interesting to see what he does. But I guess as we kind of wrap up this huddle bit, what do you think the Lakers need to do to keep that push for the playoffs alive? Personally, I think if it was me, obviously, yeah, you keep Bron going, but you do sit. You you you're gonna you you're making play in. The Lakers are making play in, but I sit you guys. The guys that aren't performing, you sit them. I don't care how long you've been in in, in this game. Get your kids on that, you know, they don't have any too many, you know, young kids, but you can chuck on DJ Augustine. Okay. You just signed him. Get him on. Get him going. Here you go. Welcome to the franchise. I think I've, if that's me, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my star. I'm keeping my king, but I'm, I'm letting, you know, kids one year contracts get on and go, okay, let's have, let's have a run. Yeah, it's a shame that they uh, signed Isaiah Thomas to such a small kind of contract earlier. I wish they would have kept him. I think he's a great basketball player, and to see him back in the NBA was really, really cool. But you're right. DJ Augustine Augustine is a good little player. I really like him as a basketballer. So I think just utilizing him a bit more, I think they'll give more for LeBron than Westbrook will because we all know that Westbrook's going to want to jack up the three more than he's going to want to kind of dish the ball. So. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think Vogel's got a tough kind of couple weeks coming up as far as playoffs and finals, but hopefully they can get the push there. But I don't know. I I, I could see the Lakers missing out this year. I think I think I think some other teams looking better, and I think the Lakers are going to miss out. And if that happens, I think they're just going to absolutely clean shot. All right, now we're moving to the best part of the podcast, which is the match where we're going to match up the 98 Lakers versus the 2021 Lakers. The most anticipated match. In history, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. So, yeah, as I said before, 98 Lakers against the 2021 Lakers. And these are kind of, this is why I love doing this NBA podcast, is now we get to have these arguments when people go, okay, the 98 Lakers, could they have beaten the 2021 Lakers? And when we look at both teams, right, 98 Lakers, we'll start with them. 
they had some stars on that team. They had Kobe Bryant, Derek Fisher, Shaquille O'Neal, Dennis Rodman, Tyron Lue, right? All these guys who now are coaching. I mean, Dennis is off doing his own thing because he's Dennis Rodman and that's what he does. But, you know, these guys were awesome. They were 31 and 19 for their season. Second in NBA Pacific Division, lost in the Western Conference semifinals when they were the NBA Finals favorites. 99 points per game. I mean, this was a this was a Lakers team to watch. When I looked at this, you know, as I said to you before, I only know the 2021 Lakers because I only know newer basketball. I didn't really know old school basketball. But then when I went and looked at the roster too, because I knew I know new basketball, it, Kobe Bryant. Well, yeah, everyone knows Kobe. Shaq, okay. Derek Fisher, Tyrone Lue. Well, I know these guys. They're all coaches. Okay, these are some big names. Dennis Rodman. Well, who doesn't know Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman is only one of the most famous people in the world. So for me, I'm looking at JRE, Glenn Rice, you know. These names are popping up. I'm looking at this on paper and I'm like, damn, I don't know old school basketball, but this is a team. This is a big team. And what we were just talking about, our Lakers today, I mean, the way they're in, if we're going to look at paper, okay, yeah. You, you might be able to match up, maybe not with the grunt back then. Um, but for me, this 1998 Lakers team, as you said, that, that was the year they had the lockout. So it went down to a 50-game season. Um, first three months, there was no games. Um, as you said, yeah, they beat Houston in the first round. Second round got knocked out by Spurs. And I, I was even surprised. I'm looking at this roster just going, wow, okay, yep, cool, fair enough. Um, but for me... This this roster looks amazing. This roster must have been amazing. I, I'm actually inspired to want to go back and watch 90s games and just look at these games and look at this series, uh, especially the series they lost because I'm still asking myself how they lost. Yeah, definitely. And I think what's kind of cool about this team is they definitely use that loss, I think, as a redemption going to the next season because the following year after that, first of, I think, what, their three, three-peat, right? They three-peat. had like their first NBA championship. And that team didn't change that much, right? They still had Kobe. They still had Shaq. They still had Derek Fisher. They still had Tyron Lue. Dennis Rodman, I think, had moved away from that team at that point. Actually, no, I think he was still on it. I think he was still on it. I could be wrong. Okay, yeah. Correct yeah, me on that one, but I think he was still on there. But, yeah, as you said, on paper, like, defensively, I would be scared to play this 98 team, especially uh-huh. if I was a 2021 Lakers, because we all know that basketball, there's no defense in basketball anymore. Like, it just – it doesn't happen – we're going, you know, 120 points a game. There's like, we're all shooting threes from halfway. Like that's the way basketball works now. So I think if the 2021 Lakers were playing the 98 Lakers, oh my gosh. But talking about the 2021 Lakers, right? So this is a team that everyone was like back-to-back NBA championships, right? They've just come off their 2020 NBA finals win, right? It's LeBron's first win in the Lakers. They're like, okay, we've done the right thing. We've brought LeBron in. We've brought Anthony Davis in. They've won us the championship. And all of a sudden, they lose in the NBA Western Conference first round. Two, They won two games out of a six-game series. How does that yeah. happen when you've got the likes of Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James, Mark Gasol, Andre Drummond, Alex Caruso, Anthony Davis, and you're finishing seventh in the NBA Western Conference? I, I I completely, I completely, completely agree with you. Um, I think, and I think what you said at the beginning of that, that 
we went and saw, they went and signed all got all these players. Like you know, they were coming off that 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 win. You know, we're we're boasting around. We're doing this. We we know that we're the Lakers. We are the Lakers. We're just going to ease into this playoff run. We're going to go in there. We're going to do this. For me, I think that that was it. You know that that was a lot to do with it. And I know that you know, it, yeah, basketball is it's basketball. But I think that the Lakers then got just a little bit too. Confident. As you said, that 1998 Lakers team would never be confident. Do you think Rodman's going to go out on court and go, no, we got this. I'm not going to try and dive like into the crowd about five, 10 rows over for a ball, even though we're 25 points up. Like That's just how the Lakers were back then. You didn't have that. You, you didn't have that in that team. You know, you've got, yeah, you've got LeBron, you've got Davis and that, but you still... There's those defensive kind of plays and, and and stuff, and I think we spoke about that in in our last show with the era in the era of basketball. That '90s era it was a lot harder. Yeah, definitely. Look, I think I know which side you're gonna go with this one, but I gotta ask: '98 Lakers versus the 2021 Lakers. If those teams could play today, out of the matchup, who do you think would come out on top? Uh, the uh, the nineteen ninety eight Lakers. I'm oh yeah. I mean, if you're going out on court and you you're just looking at you just got Shaq on court. I mean, just Shaq and Kobe. I'm sorry, but I'm weak. I'm I'm yeah. And then you've got Rodman there, whether he's on the bench or on on court at the time. It does not matter. You have just got to look at yourself and go. I'm getting hurt tonight. I'm definitely with you on that one. I think the 98 Lakers would have been a very scary team to come up against. You got Rodman, who's got finals experience with the Bulls before he came over to the Lakers. As you mentioned, you've got Shaq, who's just a powerhouse to begin with. So two players defensively there that are insane. But then you also have Kobe Bryant, who's just a phenomenal, phenomenal shooter. And I think in his early days, it didn't look like he could ever miss. Derek Fisher and Tyron Lue, who were also great outside shooters for the Lakers at that time. So I'm definitely with you. I think if we're looking at this matchup, it's definitely, definitely the 98 Lakers for sure. So that's clean sweep, the 98 Lakers. So when people argue, you know, past basketball teams to present, guys, we clearly can point out that the 90s basketball teams are going to win over the current day any day. So that's the matchup. Now I'm moving to rapid fire. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, so as always, we wrap up our podcast with the rapid fire question. And Shelly, my question to you is the biggest challenge for the Lakers. What is it as far as the franchise moving forward? What do they need to do? How can they keep that high level of basketball in their franchise? For me, I think their biggest challenge at the moment is making and securing that play-in position. Because if the Lakers don't, as a franchise, as a team, as LeBron James not making a playoffs, that's going to hurt. That, that's, that's got a lot of hurt. And we all know LeBron if something like that happens, who pretty pack up and leave? Adios. That's that's uh, you know for me at the moment that's their biggest biggest challenge is 
is is making that and we all thought they were going to make that play in position but it's now it's now yeah asking that question making that and securing that and then finding out where the future is going with the franchise I think that this year and this playoffs whether the Lakers make them or not is definitely gonna is it's gonna change their future you know LeBron's happy and he sticks around he's gonna get his kid there he's gonna get Bron there imagine what happens there just imagine what that franchise that franchise just goes boom so from you know you got to keep the king happy yeah, you do. I'm definitely with you on that one. I think you got to get someone in there to support LeBron. I think with him being as old as he is and age should never be a factor, but sometimes you got to talk about it. Um, he's got to get that support there. You know what? I, I would I would trade Russell Westbrook if I was the Lakers. I'd look to get somebody who can support LeBron a bit more and who's going to be defensively good alongside Anthony Davis. I think they need Anthony Davis back desperately as far as, you know, defensive end on the ball. Um, and someone who can just out-rebound and out-muscle under the basket. So for them, I think they've got to get him healthy, but they've got to get some support in for those two outside of old players like Dwight Howard and and Melo. I'd be looking to get some younger players in, um, like Kyle Kuzma, like maybe he could come back, who knows, but players like him that could definitely make an impact uh, on that. So, yeah, definitely the Lakers need to do something to support LeBron because if he's not happy and they miss the playoffs – I don't know what that says for the franchise, but I don't think it looks all that good. No, no, definitely, definitely. I, I, I completely agree with what you said there. You know, as we just have been talking about, Westbrook's it's not pulling weight at the moment. You need someone to support LeBron. Westbrook's not doing it. Okay, to make up for Westbrook, as we said, Dwight, Dwight can't make that up. DeAndre Jordan, okay, yeah, he's gone now, but he couldn't make that up. They, they can't, they can't shoot like they need to shoot. And also that, yeah, they're getting a bit older as well. They can't defensively take those matchups. You got Davis out. So what's LeBron? He's, he's, he's got to play that 40 minute offense, def- 46 minutes, sorry, <laughs> offense, defense game. Yeah. So, and we all know like he's going to come into it at some point and go, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Um, But yeah, I mean, Shelly, again, second episode, that's all we got time for as far as the Lakers. But I think we've covered pretty much everything as far as old school, new school and what they need to do. So thank you for joining me to talk all things basketball. I'm so glad we finally got this off and running at Mojo. Guys, if you want to comment on what we should be talking about as far as the NBA, let us know in the comments below. But that's all we got time for. Shelly, thanks again for being on here. And we'll look forward to next week. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.